If you're listening to this, good job. It's the Melrose Place podcast where we rewatch, recap, and analyze every single episode of the hit 90s TV series, Melrose Place. I'm Jenny Hill. And I'm Dan. Let's get cracking. Episode 27, The Test. The Test. Air date, March 31st, 1993. What'd you think? I thought it was fine. Boo. <laughs> weak episode. Very weak. Well, let's talk about it, shall we? Mm-hmm. Joe and Jake kick it off by uh, having some... Morning sexy time. Just getting after it. And Joe prefers the AM scrump. Because she says she gets her day started with a bang. Yeah. So the phone rings and Jake is like, I don't answer the phone before f- before 8 a.m. God invented answering machines for that purpose. Yeah. And then, what, He does he check the message? No. Oh, he's what, just like... They listen to Perry leaving a voice message on the answering machine. Oh, yeah. Now, if you guys don't remember who Perry is, she was back from one of the early episodes of season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the she, art connoisseur. Yeah, she was the fake art dealer who just sold bullshit to to rich people and tried to get Jake in on the scheme when Jake after Jake quit the coffee shop. And their claim to fame is making a painting, a sex painting. Right. The 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 infamous ass painting. Yeah. Um now Jake goes from zero to a hundred. He really real does. Quick. Yeah, Joe's like, who is that? And he's like, an old girlfriend. <laughs> That's an old girlfriend. She's bad news. And she's like, well, what's wrong with her? Well, she was mainlining cocaine last time I saw her. (laughs) And uh, and Jake's, I I noticed Jake's giving up the old stark white funky hospital boxers. Now he's on the briefs. Ooh. A little tighter. Good job. Good on you, Jake. (laughs) So we cut over to D&D and Lucy is in her office and during the time that Allison left, Lucy has managed to get the worst haircut known <laughs> to man. Yeah, it's almost as if she was getting like a good haircut and then they messed up. And then she was like, just shave it. It reminds me of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it really does. It reminds me of like a fuzzy old school cap that synchronized swimmers would wear. Yeah, it's like... Like levels of of fringe. It's it's the haircut you give your children when they get gum stuck in it, and you just have to like just cut it out. Yeah, That's well, bad guys. Lucy's in her office, and Allison walks in. Lucy turns around and says, "What the hell are you doing here?" And Allison says, "I'm back." And my question is, is that how this works? <laughs> 
Lucy is really not too happy to see her. She's like, Allison, you left two weeks ago. What happened? Yeah, there's... So, around this time, I'm not sure when it aired, but there is a Seinfeld episode where George Costanza, he quits working for the Yankees, and then he just, like, he has this idea, like, he knows he made a mistake, and then he just, like, he's like, I'm just going to go back to work. And he just goes back to work. And, and just acts like nothing happened. And, and people are like, it didn't work? You, like, didn't you quit? He's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically what Allison's trying to do. Right. So Allison is like, I'm back to beg for my old job. And I have to admit, I made a mistake. And um, she asks if the position is still open. And Lucy is like, well, no, it, it is open. We are interviewing for the position. So I'll tell you what. I've handed over the hiring duties to somebody else. And why doesn't she just say Amanda? Yeah, she doesn't. Because it's just the dramatic build that yeah. we're wanting out of Melrose Place. And she said, tell you what, I will let you interview for the position, but it's not up to me. It's up to this new person. Right. So she calls Amanda. And is it Amanda or Allison who says, you have got to be kidding me? <laughs> Uh, I when, think it's Amanda. Amanda. When Allison rolls up. And uh, yeah, Allison is just groveling. She's like, hey, you know, I can make your job a lot easier. I realize you're going to be interviewing for this position. And I mean, I'm here. You can save yourself some time. Just hire me back. Not a good look. Like groveling Allison, I don't like her as much as like go-getter Allison. I have to agree. I mean, because it's so transparent. She's just brown-nosing the shit out of people. And Amanda's like, well, what happened to Keith? And she's like, well, it didn't work out. And Amanda says, well, I didn't think it would. <laughs> yeah. So are you back with Billy? And um, Allison is like, well, if you mean back with him, I'm living with him again. And she's And Amanda says to that, oh, yeah, living together. The only thing the two of you could commit to is rent with one another because you can't commit to relationships. Boom. Big dig, of course. Gotta uh, love Amanda. Gotta love her, man. But I kind of have to agree with her in this regard. Allison gave them one day's notice before she left and is like, mm -hmm. leaves them high and dry. It's been two weeks. They have not filled her position yet. And it's kind of like, who do you think you are coming back here and wanting your old job back when you've just really given us a lot of problems? It's true. Allison, she said some hurtful shit to Amanda, too. She did. At the beach. I wouldn't want to work and with her. And at the funeral. I'd be like, dude, get this girl out of here. <laughs> I don't want to work with her. So we head on over to Jake's Bikes, and Joe and Jake are closing up shop for the day. And Jake tells... Joe, hey, uh, I fixed this bike. Remember the one that was totally screwed up? And guess what? The owner was so happy, he kissed me. What? Did you pick up on that? I didn't. I totally missed it. He said he was so happy that he kissed him. <laughs> like, what kind of bike shop are you running, Jake? <laughs> People uh, coming in just smooching you? You can pass in kisses and hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was the oddest thing ever. It's like, who is getting... I've never... I've been happy to get my car back from places, but never happy never enough to kiss somebody. Never want to smooch Joe the mechanic. 
Well, there is a knock at the door, and Jake yells out, we're closed, go home. But the knock keeps persisting, and he goes to answer it, and there's Perry. Mm-hmm. And she's like, takes a first first glance, dig at Jake, like, oh, where'd you get... Don't tell me you're a business owner. <laughs> Who gave you this money, you asshole? Yeah, so he's like, um, I am a business owner. And that is when Joe comes around and she's like, oh, hi, yeah, I'm his partner. My name is Joe. And you can tell that there's some rivalry between the two girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, Perry's like, well, I need to talk to you, Jake. And Jake's like, whatever you got to say. You could say in front of both of us. And Perry's like, no, this is private, strictly private. I need to talk to you alone. So Joe makes it clear, this is my man. And she lays a big old kiss on him before she leaves. Right. Now, I have to admit, Perry coming back on the scene, I my first thought was, this has got to be another kid. <laughs> yeah. It has to be another kid. Sorry, Jake. He's got the, the, the super sperm. But... I was wrong. Very wrong. We'll find out what that is after we uh, hang out with Allison and Billy over at Melrose Place. Billy's at his computer. And Allison comes back deflated from a day of work where she was just on the phones all day. At least she has a job back at D&D. And she makes a comment here that was sort of a throwaway. But she says, oh, great. My stuff showed up. So she had her stuff shipped. Clearly, and what? Not nothing about uh, Keith. Exactly. There's nothing about Keith. What, like, like what, what happened? What was his reaction? Yeah. She just moved out there. It was this big thing, and now she's back. And For it's two like, weeks. Like oh, whatever. This took two weeks. And she like who was getting her stuff? Wasn't Keith just like, oh, excuse me, um, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I, I mean that it. This was not. This was not addressed whatsoever. Yeah. So Billy's uh, updating his resume on his Mac, and by updating it, I mean he's making up lies about where he went to school, uh, what type of people he's worked for, and their positions. Yeah, he's like, I've decided to apply my creative writing to my resume. Now I have a master's at Columbia University School of Journalism, and I've done copywriting for D&D with some big fancy title with Allison Parker. And Allison's like, oh, great. It's like, don't encourage Billy. This is another one of his crazy harebrained scheme lie factories. But in that same sense, it doesn't, it doesn't like register. It's just like, oh, my God. Come on, Billy. You're at it again? Again. At it again. Again. So we head back over to Perry and Jake, and they are... uh, I don't know where they are. Are they walking down the street or something? Yeah, they're just on a stroll. And Perry starts reminiscing about their time together just over a year ago, and how, she, yes, she was into cocaine, and then she started shooting heroin, and right now... Yeah, and she, she opens up, and she's like... I was doing heroin when it was fashionable. What? <laughs> when the fuck was heroin fashionable? Maybe in the 90s it was. It's like, that's cool. And she was like, look, I'm not really exactly clean now. I just got out of a rehab center. And then I started getting sick. And then I got the flu. 
that turned into pneumonia. And then I found out I have AIDS, Jake. Dun, dun, dun. It's probably when I was sharing the needles and and that's when it came from. But I have to let you know. And Jake is like, uh, wait, 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 what, what? What yeah. does this mean for me? Then uh, she's like, well, have you been tested? And Jake's like, no. I never had any reason to. Never had any reason. Well, you do now. Right. And so now poor Jake has to talk to Joe about this. He's got to. Um, but we're back at his apartment. And she comes down. And we think that this is when he's going to open up about it. But instead, he lies to Joe. He tells her that Perry needed money. And then Joe takes a dig and is like, oh, uh, well, did she know who she was talking to? Because you're broke as shit. And she also says, don't tell me there's another kid you don't know about. <laughs> and, and Jake doesn't even, it doesn't even phase him. He's just like, huh, touche. Well, because it's true. Yep. And um, so Joe is like, wow, seeing you with Perry brought out the jealous, possessive nature in me. And she starts moving in on him. And he's like, look, I'm just going to go to bed. She's like, great idea. Let's bang. And he says, not, not tonight. Not tonight. Okay. And, and is this the first time he's turned down sex? Oh no, I think they've had like their their little tiffs before. Where he's turned it down? Like when know. it's been in his face and he's like, nah. I'm I good. don't know. Yeah, who knows? So she's like, fine, bye. She goes back to her place. He's sort of like still pondering like how he's gonna talk to her about it. And then we're gonna cut to D and D. And Allison is kissing major booty at this point. Yeah, so she's on the phones at D&D. She's back to her receptionist position. And Amanda walks in, and Allison stops her and is like, Amanda, can I talk to you, please? And Amanda does not have time for this. And she's like, okay, what? Make it quick. And Allison is, is so transparent and just almost embarrassing the level that she is trying to kiss up to Amanda. She's like so embarrassing. I just want you to know that I have admired you and I look up to you and I just thought as a business colleague and as a friend you're just wonderful and I just want you to know that I'm very much looking forward to the possibility of working with you again. And we'll make a great team and Amanda's just like yeah yeah whatever I've got like 20 appointments today so make sure they all get coffee and send them our way and then she ends by saying and Allison no matter who I decide to hire I hope I hope I can still be an inspiration to you <laughs> I love and, Amanda and then Allison just like rolls her eyes like damn it that didn't work <laughs> I love her so now Billy is off to some sort of an ad agency, basically. No, it's uh, a, oh, it's a, um, newspaper. a newspaper. It's a magazine. Magazine, sorry. Uh, yeah. He's off to a magazine place, and he's got a, a bouquet of, like, shitty flowers from the grocery store. And uh, <laughs> he's just back to his old tricks, lying his ass off. He gets stopped at the receptionist's desk, and they're like, um, Oh, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm a... Uh, 
I'm a singing gram. I'm a singing telegram, and I have a special delivery for the editor in chief. Right, and she's like, "Okay, great. I'll get, I'll deliver the flowers." It's like, no, no, no. I gotta sing, so I have to do just, this in person. Just tell me where she's at. So uh, that gets him past her, and he goes into this office, and he meets with uh, what Lucy used to look like. Maybe that's why they cut off Lucy's hair. Because now there's a new woman who kind of looks like Lucy, and they don't want to confuse them. Yeah, you're right. They look very similar. Billy walks into her office with this bouquet of flowers and really sneaks up behind her, and she turns around almost expecting to see him. Like, oh, hi. She's on the phone. Yeah, she's on the phone. She's like, I have to call you back because I just got some flowers. Right. So Billy is like, oh, hi. Um, I I have these flowers for you, but I just wanted you to know I want to interview for the editorial position, uh, and I just thought this was the best way that I could come and see you in person. And he hands over a folded up, crumpled piece of paper that resembles a resume <laughs> to her. And I will say that, yes, this is a very creative way to get your foot in the door, but it definitely wouldn't work in today's... Uh, society, would it? Maybe not today, but in 93 it did. Yeah, so he hands it over. He He's won her charm. He's charmed her, and she's basically like, look, I will check your stuff. I will check your resume, and if I like your stuff, I'm going to call your references. And he's settled for that, and she's like, oh, but I can't take these flowers. It's against my journalistic ethics. They prohibit me to take any gifts from anybody. Now we're off to the next scene. Jake meets with Perry at a pretty swanky coffee shop, basically. And um, he's Jake is still in disbelief. He's like, okay, Perry, now what's your angle here? Because we haven't had sex in over a year. What What's your scam? Because... He he thinks that she's a scam artist because of the the backstory of of all we know of Perry is that she's a schemer and she sells bullshit to rich people, bullshit paintings. Now Perry assures him here that there is no scam that she has been tested and she's done her part in warning him and she lets him know hey you know i'm sure you've had sex with other girls before you had sex with me i mean there is a chance you could have given it to me and furthermore if you're with this new girl you owe it to her to let her know this too and you both need to get tested together yeah and like this back in 93 i mean and still today aids is a very serious issue right i'm not making light of that at all but this is where the episode turns very psa yeah and it's just like clear cut like okay it's a public service to say this is how you handle getting tested for aids and and this is how if you have it you tell some your 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 people about it um so where are we off to next? So next we go back to Allison and Billy's apartment. And Billy reveals to Allison that he has been hired at Escapade Magazine. Yeah, and then he pawns off the flowers he originally gave to... The, the editor. The, 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 yeah, yeah, editor-in-chief. The, the editor-in-chief. It gives them to Allison. 
total Billy move, you cheap ass. <laughs> now, Allison is not very happy because she's had a long day of manning the phones. And this, again, is a demotion for her over at D&D. But Billy insists that they have to go out to celebrate. So they make a plan to go out on the town to celebrate Billy's new job. Now we're at Shooter's. Jake's there drinking by himself, uh, figuring things out. Matt joins him, orders a big-ass draft beer, <laughs> which is important in a little bit. But um, now they start talking. Jake is like, um, he's just talking to Matt about AIDS, right? Well, you can tell that Jake has a lot on his mind. And he says to Matt, hey, Matt, I'm going to ask you something. Now, you don't have to answer. And if this is weird, just forget I ever asked it. But have you ever been tested for AIDS? And, and Matt, what if what if Matt was like, this is weird, bye. <laughs> he could have said that. Uh, so Matt Matt's like... Uh, Matt says, uh, yes, why? And, and Jake tries to play it off like, oh, no reason. I'm just curious. But really, if there was a ticking time bomb inside of you, why would you want to know? Why wouldn't you just let it be? And Matt gets very concerned and is like... What's going on with you? Uh, I, I, what, what's, what's up? And he's like, I, I'm just curious. And then, it's funny because Jake asks Matt, "Are you okay?" And Matt does not directly answer him. He just says, "When I got the test, I was ready to live with the results, if they were positive or negative." And, and, and Matt, and he said that he had a lover who had it, but he never. Once he knew he had it, he never visited him. He Yeah, he said that his ex-lover had AIDS and eventually died from AIDS. But Matt was so scared of the possibility that he could have had it that he never called this ex-lover. He didn't go to his funeral. He never really dealt with it. And then that led him to get get tested. But he never says if he's positive or negative, And he just basically ends the conversation with Jake saying, look, testing positive isn't a death sentence. Ignorance is. PSA. And that begs the question, is Matt positive? Maybe. He could be. Maybe. Um, Jake and Joe, they take a bike ride. This is how Jake, uh, I guess, is going to lay the news on her. And uh, he takes her up to the I think it's the same place where Joe uh, chucked her meds. Yeah, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) She threw her meds away like the first day she met Allison. She's like, I don't need these anymore. Or like this lookout over the city of L.A. with all the lights in the distance. So Jake and Joe go up to the lookout, and Joe is very frustrated. She can tell that something is up with Jake, and she just finally says, Talk, Jake! Tell me, I'm sick of just waiting around and wondering what's going on in your head. And Jake comes out with it and says, Harry has AIDS. And then he's like all scared. He's like, I may have given you AIDS. And I don't think that's the way to word it. I think he would say like, (laughs) hey, um, Joe, uh, my ex who came into town told me that they have AIDS. So... I just want to let you know that that happened, so I'm going to get tested, and you probably should too. You want to go with me? Like, that's how I would word it. 
I wouldn't be like, hey, I might have given you AIDS. Well, look. The fuck? <laughs> it's like you scary as shit. You have several years on them with with the evolution of how AIDS is looked at in society. I mean, back in the early 90s, late 80s and early 90s, this was a really scary subject. A lot of people were terrified of this. Mm-hmm. And, and is this where they're talking about like, did we use a condom? And he's like, no. Yeah. So they are recounting their first sexual experience and how... Joe thought maybe I should get a condom, but figured, what the hell, I'm on birth control. And he thought, hey, maybe I should put a condom on, but what the hell, she's been married, she can't have anything. And I think, again, this is for the benefit of the viewer, of those people watching to think, hey, you think that AIDS is in just one segmented part of society? And back then, I think a lot of people just thought the gay community was affected by AIDS. But really, in the early 90s, it started to come out to say, no, this isn't just an epidemic in the gay community. It's it's for anybody. Anybody is susceptible to this. And we need to be smart. And that means being safe. So I think here, this was Melrose Place's clever little way to slip in hey, it can happen to these characters. It can happen to anybody. You need to be safe when you're having sex. Mm-hmm. So now we go to D&D. And I, what does D&D stand for again? They never told us. It's something designs. I have no idea. Dungeon designs. <laughs> D&D. Dungeons and Dragons. Dynamic designs. I don't know. Somebody let us know what D&D stands for because I forget. But we're there. Uh, Lucy calls in Amanda to her office and she's basically like, look, Amanda, I know for the last two weeks I told you to interview people, but stop doing that and just hire Allison. I just can't stand the sight of seeing Allison answering the phones. She's better than that. And Amanda is very taken aback by this and is like, um, excuse me, you want me to hire Allison? And she's like, look, for one thing, Lucy, Allison and I don't get along. And Lucy just snaps at Amanda by saying, this is not a sorority, Amanda. You need to figure out what your issues are with her and you need to hire her. I'm sick of interviewing other people. I'm calling in her in right now because I can't think of one single reason why we shouldn't just bring her back on. And then Jenny looked at me and was like, I can. <laughs> there are so many reasons. She freaking quit and Allison gave zero gave notice. Them one day notice. She didn't even do it in person. She left a message on Lucy's machine saying she's not coming back. And then previously, remember all of those problems that they were having when Keith was in the picture? How she just kind of no call, no wasn't show, showing up for work and said that she was going to be helping on special projects and just didn't show up. Lied about being sick. And it's like these things are a pattern with Allison. And from what we see, it seems like bad things are happening more than good things. So I'm just sitting here thinking, what the heck is wrong with this lady? Like, yeah, this is a bad idea. So Allison gets called in and Amanda basically is just like, well, congratulations, Allison. The job's yours. Well, Lucy makes Amanda pretend that she hired Allison. She's like, well, Amanda, why don't you tell Allison who you've decided to hire? Right. And all she says is, congratulations, Allison. And um, Amanda says, uh, 
let's not make friendship get in the way this time. Right. And Allison is basically like, all right, game on. We're going to be pros here. So we cut to a commercial break. Oh, wait, no. It's not a commercial. It's the actual episode. It's Jake and Joe going to the clinic to get tested for AIDS. Oh, right. And the way that it's presented is like you're watching seriously a commercial for how you go to get tested. Yeah, all the questions. It's like they're reading off of their hands. It's like, (laughs) so is this confidential? Oh, yes. Everything is confidential. It is dedicated to a number that... When your name is not uh, even used. I'm like, well, does it hurt? How <laughs> how long does it take? This is like a infomercial or like a, a commercial you hear on the radio. It really is. I was, I was waiting for someone to be like, what's that number again? <laughs> 1-800-GET-TESTED. Honestly, it really plays like that. And really, we have to put ourselves back in that time. And remember, maybe this is such old hat for us now in 2017 that it's just a given that, you know, you get tested. Um, But back in 93, maybe it wasn't that prevalent. So then we hop on over to Escapade Magazine, where Billy is working as an editorial assistant. And didn't someone think he was like a stripper? Yeah, the boss that hired him said that the receptionist called into her to say, I think a male stripper is here for you. She's gonna, she's gonna do him. Something's gonna happen there. There's something brewing under the surface. There's some heated, heated, uh, there's some eyes going back and forth between them. A little flirtation. And the one thing that I thought was really weird is that she was like, well, your job is pretty much a fact checker to make sure that everything we're printing is correct and true, which... All he did was lie. Yeah, he lied to get the job, and it's really against every characteristic that Billy exhibits. Right. And Billy, he, like, gets to his desk, and uh, there's this weird guy there. (laughs) Yeah. Who, like, he looks like like the, the guy in the remake of the Beverly Hillbillies, and he's on, um... Whose line is it anyway sometimes? And like the Drew Carey show. Oh, really? Yeah. He looks like that guy. Oh, but he's not that but he's guy? he's not that guy. <laughs> no, well, but he, he like is him. like nerd alert and he has to share a, like a, a workspace with him. And it's revealed that Billy's pretending that he went to um, Columbia. Yeah, and the guy's like, where'd you go to school? He's like, Columbia. And of course, the guy's like, oh, great. Me That's too. where I went too. What year did you graduate? But isn't that always how it works? Like, if you do try to lie, somebody knows. Yeah. and I he- remember in, a, in fifth grade, uh, we had to do a book report. Or we had to go up in front of the class and tell everybody what book we read. And, like, like talk about it deeply. And uh, this girl, Dana, was before me. And I was like, what book did you read? And, like, I didn't read the book. I lied and wrote this book report, just faked it all. <laughs> And she, I was like, what book did you read? And she was like, 20 and 10. And I was like, wait, what? She's like, 20 and 10. And I was like, wait, this 20 and 10? And she's like, yeah, I wrote that. I read, I, I did that book report. And I was like, oh, fuck. My whole shit was fabricated. Okay, wait. So you had to present it in front of the class? Yeah. And what did you do? Uh, well, she went before me. So I just like 
took notes. I was like, yep. So, <laughs> basically, this is how it went down. But I don't know how that worked because I might have been like changing it as I was going, like erasing and like rewriting tw- from what she was saying. Dan, you and Billy have a little bit more in common than what you we, may care to admit to. We like soccer. We like running. You both like comic books. I drive for Uber sometimes. He's a cabbie. You guys are both liars. <laughs> Am I Billy Campbell? That you are struggling with a lot of personality traits. No! <laughs> I'm my own worst enemy. Well, um, so this guy basically calls him out and he's and Billy's like, well, it was a really he wants to know, do you have the same professors? Did you know so and so? And Billy's like, well, it was a really big school. And the guy's like, nope, actually, no, it's not. Yeah, no, it wasn't. So and then I think Billy, they just look at each other. It's like awkward silence. And then we cut to the next scene and choose your own adventure. Billy's like, I'm just going to stare at him. Is Billy scared? Is he mad? Is he happy? Is he worried? You pick. (laughs) So where do we go next, Dan? We are going to Amanda and Allison at D&D. And Amanda, she comes roaring out of the gate. Like the first task that Allison has is just shat on by Amanda. She's like, this is garbage. Yeah, she says, um, Allison, this analysis is lazy and sloppy, and you need to redo it. And Allison stands her ground and is like, I think it's pretty good, and I think Lucy, our boss, is going to be the one to make the call. I hate that bullshit, though, at work. Like, like if, you, if you're somebody superior, and you tell them the work is bad, and then they try to go around you, I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. I don't either. Not I don't cool. think Allison, really, Amanda is her superior. You're right. And if she says that the work is bad, then you need, number one, Allison should be like on her knees doing whatever Amanda wants her to do because she's just got her job back. Yeah. And, and if it's crap, it's crap. And if it's late, then that's what you tell Lucy. Well, Amanda thought my work was bad, so I had to redo it. Exactly. That's what you do. Well, Amanda's Somebody, not taking any crap, and mm-mm. she's like, you work for me, Allison, and if you don't like that, you better start looking for a new job. Boom. Take it, Wisconsin, Allison. Making <laughs> Wisconsin? A, making a ploy for bitch of the week. So, we go over to Jake, and he is daydreaming about all of his sexual escapades with Perry and Joe. Yeah, recounting the ass painting sex, where they poured paint all over each other, and then nailed with no condom, and then when he ripped off Joe's little sweater after their their dinner they barely ate... And this is accompanied by sexy guitar riffs, just wow, 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 and then yeah. it's it's like the, the the guitar was screaming condomless sex <laughs> intercourse, and um, he just can't stop thinking about it. So he decides that he and Joe need to drive to the desert 
which is basically Santa Clarita, but it's so grassy. Yeah. It's very grassy. Guys, we live in Santa Clarita. Um, Surprise, not in L.A. like we say we are. (laughs) Well, uh, Santa Clarita is just outside of L.A., and it's actually where Melrose Place was shot. It was one of the only TV productions out in Santa Clarita at the time, and now Mm -hmm. there's many um, different, like, studio places and, like, people film on location out here quite a bit, Um, but in the 90s, it was unheard of, and a lot of the, the cast members have talked about how they could really go anywhere and not get noticed and it really wasn't a big thing but um i guess you you could consider santa clarita a desert yeah it's super hot it looks pretty desert now it's so damn hot nothing grows out here unless it's artificial yeah it's well uh, if it's watered yeah artificially planted like like didn't just naturally grow here that's what i meant to say so we're pretty sure that's where they are in this scene and it's supposed to look like this, like the stars are just out and enveloping the whole sky, but it, the special yeah. effects here look so weird. It, it looks like there's like a McDonald's around the corner. <laughs> no, it looks like <laughs> like weird fake northern lights. It's weird star. It's like a weird starry night behind yeah. them. Yeah. But so they go out there so that they can just not think about the results, and they they do a lot of soul searching about like what this test will mean for their life it's it's pretty deep and uh is this where they they do a little 831 oh I, it took me a minute to um because i called it 143 uh it's 831 guys okay when you in the 90s i don't know if you all had pagers I know I did. And if someone wanted to say I love you, would they t- send you one, four, three? One, four, three. Or. I la, 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 love you. See, uh, there's a song about it. Because yeah, it's one, four, three. It's a shitty rap song, by the way. Um, or eight, three, one. It's one, four, three, a hundred percent. Back me up here, guys. It is. Eight letters, three words, one meaning. One for I, four for love. Three for you. I love you. That is stupid. Mine makes mine is way more catchier. Eight three one. Yeah, if you have to explain it. Eight letters, three words, one meaning. Anyway, this is the scene where Jake and Joe tell one another that they love each other. And they're reflecting on life. And Joe reveals that she feels like she's going to die at 30 because that's the age that her mother killed herself. Um, But she now, after taking this test and not knowing the results, she feels like now she's more in control of her life and that she's not her mother. And if she does have this disease, she's going to fight like hell and try to overcome it. And that she's been, and then Jake says, I've just been too afraid to tell you, I love you. And so she, and then Joe says, thank you. Thank you. And then there's a beat and you're like, oh, is she just going to end it with thank you? And then she's like, I love you too. Thank you is not something you want to hear after someone tells you they love you. For the first time. Thanks. (laughs) I love you too. Thank you, Dan. I love you. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to say. So it's it's the next day, it's the next day, and the test results are in, and Jake is back in the hospital, or wherever they're, the clinic, and there's a beat, and this lady says, 
I'm sorry. You've tested positive. But did he? Psych! It was a dream! They do that shit all the time. You know they do that. They always love pretending it's a dream. Uh, They actually wake up outside. They slept in the desert overnight. And they decide to stop in on a diner on the way back to get their results. So we're back to D&D and um, Allison wonders, goes to Amanda and asks if they can talk. Uh, Allison says she's grateful for the job, but she needs to stop using her as a whipping post. Yeah, she's not having it. She's not, she's not laying down for, for Amanda. And Allison's like, look, let's have it out. Are you jealous of me and Billy? What's going on? We need to be professional here. Like, let's get this behind us so we can move on and be a more effective team. And that is when Amanda is like, Allison, you might be living with Billy, but I see him all the time. But does she? I don't know. And then she doesn't. And Allison is like really confused and she's like, and she's like, well, that's weird because Billy hasn't said anything to me about this. And then Amanda's like, think about it. But I think that's bullshit. I think Billy never sees her. He didn't want anything to do with her. He didn't even kiss her back when his dad died and she was hunting him it would not it would not surprise me if he was seeing her behind allison's back and that was like a spin in the next episode i don't know i we know we know that billy likes to omit pieces of the truth and straight out lie so it wouldn't be a stretch for him i guess not and why does he have to like keep this he doesn't have to make it a secret or anything it's no, not like he's dating Allison. They found they found common ground in 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 putting her to the curb, I would say. She was the splinter and uh-huh. they sort of they sort of like rekindled their like good friendship around her not being involved. So, that leaves us with a big old question mark. Where do we stand with Amanda and Billy? Yep. Now, we cut to the real scene where Jake is going to get his AIDS test result. And... They're negative. But he's told, keep in mind, that it can take up to six months or more for the disease to be detectable in the blood. So they recommend that he gets tested again in six months, but reminds him to be safe in the future. And Joe has the same results. They're all good. And they just, they have acknowledged that they should have gotten tested in the beginning. And they walk away loving each other and very AIDS free. <laughs> Yay! Good job, guys. Good you don't job. have job. Uh, so now we are back to, what is Billy's new work? Okay, it's a magazine called Escapade Magazine. It's porn. <laughs> Gotta be porn. Well, the way that his boss talks to him. It's very, um, she's very flirtatious. She comes on him like crazy. And she wants Billy to take a perspective on L.A.'s Hispanic scene or something like that. Yeah, whatever. And she segues into how she's like, I was working out at the gym the other day. And I was on the Stairmaster. And I saw a guy who looked just like you. I thought it was you. So should I have approached him would you have approached him 
what would what would you do if you were me? It's all this like what if? Yeah, and she kind of alluding to like she wanted to ask like, this guy out, thinking so, that it was Billy, in a roundabout way, trying to like tell Billy that she's interested in dating him. It's like so, Billy. If I showed you my boobs, would you like that <laughs> or not? This is crap. Like I remember, this is a scam. This is a scam that people pull. Like like guys would like try to hit on you and be like. Hey, um, I had a dream. It was so weird. We like did it, <laughs> and then, and then and like then to gauge their reaction to be right. like, ew, gross, or oh, yeah, because because you immediately break down the barriers, and they they immediately imagine themselves having sex with you. So is this the little ploy that you would play? No, I just remember in college somebody. Like I was, I was talking with somebody, and they and they told me that like this guy told them that he had a dream they had sex, and I was like, hmm, this sounds like bullshit. Like that sounds like a a line that you tell people to like get them in into actual bed because you completely skip the whole friendship thing because you're already imagining having sex or no i think if you're too scared to broach the subject it's a way to gauge their reaction to be like oh would they be into it that's cool and then you're like oh is it okay well let's let's go try the real thing let's make our dreams come true yeah saying she's a she's a frat guy (laughs) (laughs) she's a frat guy well billy is kind of like it's so hard to read billy but i think he's just like like uh, he wasn't expecting this and he was kind of like uh yeah i guess if you see me at the gym and i'm working out you can say hi it's okay just, bye yeah it's just more emotionless billy they're like billy just stand there all right good cut we got it bye move on now jake goes to perry's place to basically tell her he doesn't have aids yeah, which I was like, that, but, and Perry has the reaction that I did. Uh, so, of course, their last meeting didn't go so well. When Perry opens the door and sees Jake standing there, she's like, okay, what? Make it quick. I'm busy. And he's like, well, Perry, I wanted to come to tell you that I'm negative. And she was like, oh, great. Congratulations. Did you come here to gloat? Like, what the hell do you want from me? And um, that's when Jake launches into this whole plead to try to get them to be friends because jake although strong brooding and amazing he is also a sensitive guy with feelings and he's not afraid to express them he doesn't like losing friends okay so good well, on you i don't know why he'd want to keep perry as a friend but he's basically he feels like bad she's gonna die that doesn't mean you're gonna die if you have aids Look at Magic Johnson. In 92, it did. In 93, it did. Well. It was a wrap. She's basically like, look, Jake, I may be sick, but I don't need your pity. Uh, I'm sorry for the way that I reacted. Thanks for stopping by. I'm glad you're okay, but, you know, like, I don't know what you more you want from me. And then Jake is like, we may have made a lousy couple, but we never gave friendship a try. Cue the, the synthesizer music ding, that's like. Ding, ding. <laughs> and they decide they're friends. And we'll probably never see Perry again. Yeah. On an episode. You know what, though? Perry, like, 
there she's one of these people that like different angles i think she's very attractive and then i see her from another angle and i'm like oh she kind of has like a winona Ryder vibe happening a little bit yeah yeah a little bit but that's probably the end of her that's it so and that's actually the end of the episode too so we end on a high note and on a high note let's recap this thing allison is back at D. Perry has AIDS. But Jake doesn't have AIDS. Billy gets a better job by lying. Jake and Joe love each other. And Michael, Jane, and Rhonda are MIA. Yeah. No appearances at all. Slow slow week. Slow week. Uh, now, 90s moments. Did you have any? Uh, yep. Um, working out on a Stairmaster. I think that that was like huge back in the 90s. Everybody loved their Stairmasters and their Nordic tracks. Um, so you don't really see that too often. My 90s moment, I just have AIDS. <laughs> like AIDS, AIDS was big in the 90s. Well, AIDS like, awareness, yeah, AIDS, for AIDS sure. awareness, having AIDS. Um, I also think the notion of a singing telegram, while I feel like that's something that's re- like was really big maybe in the 30s and 40s, today, I don't think that that, like, that never happens. I'm going to send you one. If you can find one, I, w- I will accept it. Yeah, who's a full-time singing gram? If you're listening to this podcast, it, tell yeah. us. That we want to know everything. I'm trying to get you some work. And um, then the the use of the phrase "get a clue," get a clue. My my '90s moment is Santa Clarita having grass, <laughs> where Jake and Joe. Uh, well, I mean, there is grass out here. Not that much grass. It's very deserty now. Okay. Jenny. What is your lesson? I think what I take away from this is use a condom. That's kind of, I think uh, we've said it before, it was basically a PSA for the AIDS epidemic, and it's just urging people to be safe. Nice. How about you? My lesson, I have two of them, if you want a better job, lie your ass off, (laughs) And, and when you're making out, pouring paint on your buddy... Make sure you put a condom on. Yeah, those are good ones. Now, it's time for the Bitch of the Week. I'm a boss-ass bitch, 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 bitch. Okay, well, first, let's recap last week. Last week, Jenny, you voted for Kimberly as the bitch of the week. I voted... For a surprise, Celeste. Oh, yeah. Celeste Campbell. (laughs) How'd that go over? Well, this was a close one. Jenny, with 47% of the vote, you lose. What? The bitch of the week was Celeste by 53%. (laughs) Our fans have spoken. You're just humoring Dan. Nope. Here's the thing. our, Our listeners... They don't think that cheating is bitchy or trying to cheat is bitchy. Why? Because when I suggested Jane be the bitch of the week for for possibly cheating with uh, with uh, yeah with what's the name Sammy, 
I lost. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> you guys have spoken. Cheating is all good. <laughs> Dude, I feel like you said Celeste is like a joke. No, nah, Celeste was a bitch. Every scene she was in, she was a bitch. <laughs> all right, thank guys. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Two in a row for me. Well, I'm on a, I'm let's on a see tear. if we can uh, break your streak. Yes. So, uh, this week, Jenny, who you got? My nomination is Lucy, Amanda and Allison's boss. Now, my reasoning for this is Lucy gave Amanda carte blanche to kind of do what she wanted to do with who she was going to hire. She gave her the authority to choose who she wanted to replace Allison. And she took it away right when Allison comes back on the scene, which I thought was pretty awful. I mean, you you try to empower your employees and then you take that right away from them. And then she calls Allison into the office and pretends like this was Amanda's idea and not her own idea. And I think that that kind of leadership is like not cool. I, I think that it was a really bitchy thing to do. And I don't understand why Lucy continues to give Allison chance after chance after chance. It's, it's insane. It's crazy to me. Yeah. And for those reasons, I think Lucy is the bitch of the week. And she got a bitchy short haircut. And that haircut. Only, what? Only, she looks like a parakeet. <laughs> only a bitch would have that haircut. <laughs> Damn. Well. Who's your nomination? You drive a hard bargain. My bitch of the week, guys. I'm going with these, like, bit part characters. Oh, God. My bitch is Counselor One. (laughs) Played by Mary Ingersoll. This is the woman who is giving the AIDS test. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Why is she a bitch? Just listen up. Here's why. She in the in the counseling session, she is very hard on the facts. She's like, "This is what AIDS is. This is when you have to get your tests." No, no, no. You cannot you you don't test for AIDS. You test for HIV. She's very mean about it to Jake. She's just like Jenny, reading Jenny, the script. Jenny, let me finish. Even, even her counterpart, the 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 other counselor too, <laughs> played by an uh, African American gentleman. I don't have his name. He was so nice. He's like good cop, bad cop counselors, and I was not feeling it. Then. She is so bitchy in the dream sequence. Like Jake, that was a Jenny, dream. Jenny, stop it! Knock it off! I let you talk. I didn't even cut you off, <laughs> guys. Guys, in the dream, Jake, like she is so bitchy that Jake is having nightmares about her. He's having a nightmare that he has AIDS because this woman left such a bitchy impression on him. This is, this, guys. If you know, if you don't vote for for counselor one, then I don't know. I don't know what kind of what kind of contest we're running here. She's clearly the bitch. Clearly, 
She has all the power. She has all the power in this situation, and she knows it. So as she's wielding it, she's like, oh, you might have AIDS. I don't know. Hey, maybe come back in six weeks. Take another test. Because you might have it again. And the way that she delivers it, just to back you up here, she's like, I have your test results, and... And then she yeah. like <laughs> she gives it a beat. That's a that's a bitchy beat. Very bitch move. <laughs> Counselor one, guys, Twitter, get on Twitter. Oh my god! The day this comes out, listen to the podcast. Give it about twenty minutes. Go to at Melrose Pod and vote for bitch of the week. So now, Jenny, if you had. To rename this episode, which you do, <laughs> you have to do that. What would you rename it? Well, let's remind everybody, it's originally called The Test, mm-hmm. but if I was renaming it, I would rename it, I'm positive! And that's because... Um, the- <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm positive? Yeah. And Alright, why? <laughs> because... Um, Jake and Joe are positive that they love each other. Allison is positive that D&D is where she needs to be. And Perry is positive with AIDS. Wow. <laughs> wow, what a combination. <laughs> that is... You really tied that one together? Yep. Put a bow on it. Thanks. Uh, mine is public service announcement. Because this is a massive, massive educational infomercial for getting tested. Yeah. Let's talk about some predictions. Okay. What do we think? What's going on here? Where are we going to go? I predict that Jake never wears a condom. <laughs> I think that condoms will never be discussed again on this on this show. And I think I really this I think Matt gets AIDS. I think he had I think he has AIDS later in the series. And guy like I know a lot of our fans have seen Melrose Place all the way through and know everything about it. Do not tell us if Matt gets AIDS. But you know what? I have that too. I think Matt gets AIDS. And I think, I think, I think he I really think he, think he does. I think he has it. Because I think he if you uses it as like a weapon later too. <laughs> like he's just like, watch out. <laughs> You'll get it. That's not funny, but the way that you said it was. So, I think the way that the conversation went with him and Jake, where he asked Matt if he was okay, and Matt didn't really give him a straight answer, I think that was the writers leaving it up to interpretation that, like, hey, we could go here with this character. I think we might be giving him too much credit. They are probably just like, meh. (laughs) Okay, I think that Allison is going to get back at Amanda by getting with Billy. I think that mm. is going to be her motivation for, like, hooking up with Billy. And then I think she's going to throw it in Amanda's face to be like, wow. oh, you're going to F with me at work? Well, guess what? I'm dating Billy now. So wow. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that Billy is going to be hardcore sexually harassed by his new boss. I do, too. I think he's going to like it. And I think that he might even be blackmailed by her. Because I think he, I think she's going to find out that he didn't go to Columbia and that he's a complete liar and that she could go and ruin his reputation 
in the editorial like magazine world and i think that she's going he's going to be forced to like do sexual favors for her and, and at, f- at first he'll just be like what you know i'm just i'm just hooking up with her to keep my job and then she's gonna be like no in order for me not to say anything you need to come to my house and give me a massage and whip me all night or something crazy like that and then lastly we have to hear about keith it is so weird that they did not address Keith's reaction to Allison moving back or not ever coming, not ever going back to Seattle and just like staying in LA. He's just knee deep in seals and manatees to give a shit. <laughs> like, I I think that, that we have to deal with that at some time. He, I, he's coming. He's coming. So yeah, that's where we are. We'll see if any of these come to fruition. Good predictions. Uh, so over the weekend... We had the Melrose Place 25-year anniversary. <gasps> 25 years! Can you believe it, That's guys? That's crazy. I can't believe that this show was on 25 years ago. Yeah, it's It doesn't wacky. seem that long ago. But I guess looking back, I mean, the styles were completely different. There were no cell phones. It sort of makes sense when you look at it like that. But this show is alive and well with all of you... With this podcast, um, you know, I've met, we've met a ton of different fans of Melrose Place, and you guys are all awesome, and you send us stuff, you send us pictures, Um, we got, I spoke to one person on the anniversary uh, at the Kimbo's, Kimberly, she, she, like, from listening to our podcast, she dug up her old zines. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know what a zine is, it's like a homemade like magazine. And she did this like wonderful. It's incredible. Like, it's gorgeous a artwork. Yeah, of the major characters of Melrose Place, and it. I'm. I mean, it's amazing. And it's like it's as if the the Melrose Place got a Saturday morning cartoon called Melrose Babies. It's so cool. So check it out, guys. Yeah, check it you out. I will love it. I, re- I retweeted it and put it on our Instagram, but that is, it's really, really cool. And um, uh, Anthony, Anthony, we thank you so much for sharing the the article that you wrote about us and and all of your your old Melrose Place magazines. Those are really cool to see. So if you guys are listening to this podcast and you love Melrose Place. And you have like memorabilia or like t-shirts or, or old magazines or toys or whatever. Just take a picture of it and send it to us. Yeah, we'd love to see them. They're so fun and so cool. Yeah. So Melrose Place lives. It lives through us. And you. <laughs> and to all the end of, us. of time. We love it. We love it. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At Melrose Pod. Our, G- our email is melrosepod at gmail.com. And, of course, we're on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash melrosepod. If you are looking to contribute to the growth of our podcast. So. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye.